0: always wins play long enough you never change the stakes the house takes you unless when that perfect hand comes along you bet big and then you take the house i've been practicing this
1: a little bit did i rush it felt like i was good i liked it What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What up? With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Scanning. What it do? This is episode 166, college football week seven, NFL week six. We got a lot to recap, a lot to break down, and a lot of games and a sneaky good slate this week. Uh, I like the board a lot. I have more NFL plays than I do college plays, which is not common, but I think I've got about seven college football plays. This is a unique week because we... This is our away game for the Saints trip. We're going to Houston. If you've listened to us in years past, typically we do very well when we go on the away trips. I remember in Arizona last year, the, I just remember App State. I don't remember how we did as a whole, but I just remember App State's comeback. Um, yeah.
0: but so I, We did well, or at least I did, but I always did well last year. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember to we people. went to
1: Disney World one year when the Saints played Tampa, and I just rallied off like – I think I went like seven and one that was the BYU Boise State game Zach Wilson versus Boise and Hank Bachmeyer. Uh, great week there we got a, a good bit to break down and recap before we go any further hit the subscribe button big easy bets TV on YouTube follow us on all social media platforms we're very close to 500 subscribers so hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube right now. And if you're just listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, head on over to the YouTube page and hit the subscribe button. We would appreciate it big time. I have something that I have to do that I meant to do before this season started, and we're not in the we're not in the danger zone by any means. We've just been kind of not having the ball bounce our way. Um, luck hasn't exactly been on our side. That's what we were talking about the other day. Just in a lot of these close games, the ball hasn't really gone our way because I forgot, we talked about it. You saw that I was carrying this around in my wallet. I said I was going to rip it up and break the curse that's been following me once and for all. (laughs) So this, which you can't even tell anymore uh, because it's been in my wallet since 2017, is the first sports bet that I've ever placed on the New Orleans Saints at 60 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Joseph was on it as well. His money was part of this ticket as was Alex. I went to Vegas for my 21st birthday at the Venetian. Shout out the Venetian. Um, Started out 0-2 that year, rallied off eight straight. I remember like it was yesterday. And then I vividly remember the Minnesota miracle when Marcus Williams couldn't make a tackle. Um, And then I watched my hopes and dreams get ripped right out of my heart. Um, So I said I was going to – it's been with me in my wallet ever since. And things – there's better luck that could have been had, so – I don't even I don't even feel good doing it, but I mean you can see how worn down it is. It's 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 like receipt paper at this point. <sighs> <laughs> there was a lot that went into this, dude. I walked to every sports book on the Vegas Strip, found the best odds.
2: Yeah, put three hundred and thirty dollars on then, it, and then was right there about to have
1: <laughs> one of the best off uh,
2: fifteen grand in my pocket, bro.
1: One of the best wins ever, and then uh, it got ripped out. Ripped right out of our hands. So the bad luck is gone. I feel good about this week. I feel even better now. I remembered right before we started this that I needed to do that. So I I feel like a weight's lifted off my shoulders, but not really though, because I have a fucking pinch nerve in my shoulder. So <laughs> and it sucks bad. I've been battling through some uh I've been battling through some neck pain. Um but I'm ready to get after it this week. Saints dominate the Patriots. Thirty four to nothing. Yeah. Uh defense is great. The Patriots stink, Yeah, and it feels really good because they had a long run of being the best team of all time. Mm -hmm. So best franchise, best dynasty in all of sports, basically. Well, the Chickens have come home to roost. They stink. My question, Belichick and Sean Payton, are they overrated? Because Sean Payton is in the midst of probably the worst coaching job in the league as we speak.
0: Yeah, I would say um, Sean Payton's overrated.
1: Not Belichick, though. No. Damn. Is that a personal, personal pot shot?
0: No, just even though you have Brady, you look at a lot of those Super Bowls, they weren't
1: won by Tom Brady. You said they weren't won? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it is kind of. I, I have more respect for Brady, though, because it's like when you look at the weapons that Mac Jones has, it's like, well, they're not, it's not many. And I get it. He doesn't have a Rob Gronkowski and he didn't have a Randy Moss that year, but there were multiple years where Tom Brady didn't really have any weapons either. So, and they were able to get it done. Um, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker style receivers. Mac Jones sucks. I get yeah. it. He, he's, he's, there's a lack of weapons on the outside. They keep trying to go get like Devonte Parkers and like guys that like can be good for one game out of the year. And then hope that they can, they're like trying to put band-aids on a, on a, on a cut. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's got to be like the perfect marriage, the perfect, this like symbiotic relationship with the, the play caller with the, but it's like Drew Brees was great in San Diego. He showed flashes there. It was looking like, like you saw what he could be. You didn't know that we were, he was going to take it to the level that he did, but it's not like he was a bad player in San Diego. He just destroyed a shoulder. So you would say, Well, somebody asked me the question on Facebook. So that's why I I, I, uh, proposed the question here. And my answer was quarterback is more important, though. You can be the best coach in the world if you don't have a guy who can make the throws.
0: Yeah. You can't win Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Without him. Unless you're the Ravens. Yeah. With that fucking stacked defense. But that's, I mean, that just goes to show you, though. Like, well, you look at that. Those were two
0: shit quarterbacks in the Super Bowl that year.
1: Who'd they play that year?
0: The, um, 49ers with Kaepernick totals. Go- no, no, no,
1: no, no, no. I'm talking with Dilfer. That's fucked up. <laughs> I'm talking Trent Dilfer. What well, Joe Flacco? That's I mean, when Kaepernick was taking the league over. get the fuck out of here. He would okay. Kaepernick got figured out. He did, but it, but that year though, they. I mean, he was able to fucking. If
0: the lights didn't go out, they would have been destroyed. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I'm talking Trent Dilfer. I thought we were talking the recent one. No, I'm talking the guy that went like 10 straight games while throwing a touchdown. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, quarterback's definitely more important. So it's a one-off basically to see a team with a horrible quarterback actually go ahead and win. Um, But Sean Payton's putting forth a horrific. I mean, he's getting played by everybody too. It's not because he decided to, you had to know what you had in the locker room when you make those comments about Nathaniel Hackett and the yeah, worst coach in the like job ever. Yeah, basically
0: got to pick where he wanted to go.
1: Yeah, and, but then he put an immediate target on his back. And then you lose to the Jets with Zach Wilson, and you've got Robert Sala running up telling him to stay humble. You saw that?
3: <laughs> Whenever they
1: got to midfield, he shook his hand. He said, stay humble, and Peyton hit him with one of the hard shoulder slaps. So he, he, I mean, and then in the post-game interviews, he didn't want to hear anything about it. He's like, I already answered the question. Like, he, he doesn't want... Any of it, but it's like you, it's weird. I kind of enjoy seeing it because it is. He kind of he sold out, he sold us out, he gave up on us, left us with Dennis Allen, needed time away for six months, and now he's ready to get back in the mix. Um, you kind of get what you deserve a little bit. So, uh, what else? But yeah, Saints look great 34-0 win, defense fantastic, pick six for the Honey Badger. Always love to see that. Patriots stink. We're going to Houston this week. We'll get into that, obviously. But um, I want to see it again in terms of offensively. I wasn't blown away. We did use motion a lot more. Um, Nick Underhill and his people pointed that out, that, that we used motion none at all. Prior to last week's game, it was the lowest in the league, which it's like, why would you not want to get a feel for if the defense is in man or zone? And then we came out and we used it a shitload. So, and and Pete Carmichael said that's on him. And he'll, it's like, what are you just getting lazy? Are you just getting, what do you mean? Why are you not using it?
0: Oh shit, I'm not using motion.
1: He's like, that's strictly on me. I I need to implement it more. What do you, why have you not? Yeah. It's not like you're running. Just fucking tell Olave, hey, (laughs) run. Let's send Olave in motion. Uh, Speaking of inept coaching, what happened with the Miami Hurricanes? Mm. Did you see it? I heard about it. The crazy thing is Mario Cristobal has done this before in 2018, I believe it was, with Oregon. So they had sub 40 seconds on the game clock. It's third down. You can kneel it and you win the game. He ran it and he, they fumbled. And then there's this improbable two, three play. I think it was two plays with like seconds to go. Um, an improbable turn of events and Miami loses. What, how does that happen? I don't understand. He said like, that's strictly on me. I gotta be better. I don't even get like, there's no excuse. There's no, you can't even say anything. It was Georgia tech with Haynes King. Mm -hmm. Great ball. That was nearly tipped. Just as like the series of events, the the game of inches type of thing, like the series of events that had to happen. And then a slow-mo replay actually looked like the guy's elbow was down as the ball was getting ripped out. Uh, I thought he was down when I saw a clip of it on Twitter, but great throw that was nearly tipped. And then Haynes King rolling out to his right throws a fucking dime to walk off win against Miami players on the sideline. Like what the fuck are we doing? Literally saying that, how do you do that? And actually they showed a video where it was like the offensive line coach. And they said, apparently this guy's like crystal ball's right-hand man came running up, yelling at him, knee, knee, knee. And he's still, Sent them out and they they ran the ball and got it stripped. If if sending ten guys on the field with your defense, like Marcus Freeman did, was a fireable offense, this is a fireable offense. I mean, you got nothing. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I don't understand how you do this. As a as a yeah, there's no excuse for it. I mean, Division one collegiate football coach. It's why you need. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, you guarantee yourself a victory. Mm -hmm. Um, That was crazy. I I think – I don't even know what you do. It's like you kind of have to just get rid of him. What do you do? Does he lose the locker room?
0: Yeah, it's tough. Because I was thinking about that this week with their matchup against North Carolina. It's like, what, what do you expect out of Miami now? Where they were looking good. They were an undefeated team. Yep. A game's closer than it should have been, and they should have won. But
1: The good thing is the season's not over with one loss. Um, But your room for error is gone now against a game that you did enough to win. You just have to kneel on the ground. Like, if you're the quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke, maybe say, hey, wait a second, we can just – I'm going to not hand it to him and just take a knee and look at the coach funny. We should have definitely not ran that. I don't know. I thought it was crazy. Um, Shador Sanders with his watch. You saw a celebration uh-uh. against. Uh, it's his. It's his thing. He runs up to the crowd and shows them his watch, which is such a corny celebration. If you ask me, you're playing Arizona State. They're a one in five football team. You just beat them on, on a last second field goal, so you march into TCU and get a dominant offensive showing win. Now you're barely squeaking out wins against the likes of Colorado State and Arizona State. Why are we showing the watch? Like, yeah, I don't know. Why are we? Why are we doing that? It's getting a little played out, and it's going to kind of turn. It's going to turn everybody against Colorado mm-hmm. a little bit because you're now, now you're not doing it against TCU and uh, Nebraska, who are all talking shit to you because y'all are the underdogs. Now you're like doing it to the people that you're supposed to beat, and you're barely beating them and then you're flaunting your watch it's just it's going to turn people off for sure guarantee yeah, so when
0: they play somebody worth it the damn, they get fucking destroyed
1: yeah usc fucking nebraska would have had them if jeff sims could hold on to the ball uh oregon back to back usc oregon um which granted usc's defense didn't exactly put forth the best showing the cowboys stink which that would fall under our recap because i was on them um I had said that I felt like the Cowboys possibly could have been the best team in the NFL. Then they proceeded to go out and lose to the Cardinals and get skull fucked by the Forty ers That was like a demoralizing throw in the towel type of game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Dak Prescott, three picks. Um, they stink. That was bad. I don't even. Do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Um. I, yeah. I guess it's a little bit surprising how bad it was. Forty two ten.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was on the Cowboys. But, yeah, I've never been a big believer in Dak. But you would think with that defense and Pollard Pollard holding it like a loaf of bread, fumbling inside the 10-yard line, great play by Fred Warner. Did you see? Were you watching? Yeah, in the beginning. How does that fucking football stay in bounds? Yeah, that was I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Hits off the dude's leg as it's about to go out of bounds and then tight ropes the sideline. And then the fucking gigantic D tackle lands on it perfectly. There's a fucking millimeter before he touches the white. And he recovers. I'm like, you have got to absolutely be shitting me. That was ultra frustrating. Um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna touch on Notre Dame. I had that written down, but that'll fall within my recap. And then, um, oh, last thing I have. I already talked to y'all about it, but I'm gonna put everybody on uh on some uh, some some free game DraftKings promo, dude. I told y'all about it. DraftKings a bunch of are a bunch of fools. <laughs> Those slimy rats over at DraftKings <laughs> are offering you a $5 deposit and you get $200 in bonus bets. So you get 8 $25 free bets. As far as I know, you can't bet them all on one thing, but you don't want to bet them all on one thing. You can thank me later. Go deposit money into DraftKings. One time, and then never use that trash app again. There's no free ads, but this is this is free game I'm giving you. I hit last night on you go take eight $25 free bets. You bet eight different first touchdown scores. Pfft. Jacoby Myers, 300 bucks. Thank you. Done. De- cash out. Even. So we did just the $25 deposit. We didn't, I don't even know if you can do five, but 25, put it on the Niners the night before as a little, as a little hedge to bet. Um, 350 bucks. Take it out. See you later. Never will use DraftKings again. Um, I don't know why everybody's not doing that.
0: Yeah, I already, already have DraftKings, the first-time thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have it already. I didn't have it. The so.
0: promos they were doing in the beginning were much better.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. When they were trying to, when it first got legal here, yeah. and they were trying to get everybody to jump on, right around the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. I got the um, deposit match
0: for $1,500. Mm-hmm. A free bet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl with the Bengals, right?
0: Yeah, I money-lined the Bengals with it. Oh, shit. And then...
1: We all know. Yeah, should have had it. Um, but, yeah, go to DraftKings if you don't have it already. Deposit. Then don't use it again because you're going to play right into their hands. Deposit. Get the free bets. Thursday night, eight different – bet the top eight first touchdown scores, and then get the fuck out of there. You'll probably hit it unless a third-string tight end catches a touchdown. Get out of there. Never use the app. Delete it. Delete your account. Delete it. You just – you finessed DraftKings. Um it works. I just did it last night. $350. See you later. Mouth needed it too after the yeah, fucking Cowboys it worked,
2: game. It works for them too. Why? Because they're banking on, even if you do hit those idiots, to stay there and keep betting.
1: Well, that's why I said don't lose. Take your shit out. I that, withdrew it immediately. They know that
2: people are too stupid to do that. Well, everybody listening, don't be. <laughs> don't be
1: stupid. Take the money out and delete the app. <laughs> Uh, I don't like DraftKings. I used to do the Daily Fantasy back in uh, college, mm-hmm. and it wasn't legal in Louisiana, and I wasn't 21, and they they figured it out. So I was up money, and they fucking closed my account.
0: Yeah, out of all the
1: ones that I use, DraftKings is the worst. Yeah. Is that me or you? Oh, was All right. So we will do... Is there anything else before we do a recap? Um, I don't think so. Okay. It was... I made a video about it. It was the weekend of, of what could have been for me. We started the week off with New Mexico State minus 6.5. I know the Aggies well. It's just there's no two ways about it. They went 34-17 against FIU. Then we went to Thursday. Uh, Nick and I had – we were both on this, so we weren't on the Wednesday game together. It was just me. We were on Thursday and Friday together. Louisiana Tech plus 6.5. They were down 35-7 to at halftime. It was dead in the water, but I have a problem, and I can't just stop watching, so I'm keeping an eye on it in the third quarter. Watched the first half, turned it off, keeping an eye on it in the third quarter. Next thing you know, Louisiana Tech's making this a ball game. They score. We need a stop. There's two minutes to go. Uh, if we can get a stop and a score, then we got a tie game. It's 11 at night. I got to get up for work early, but here I am watching on my phone. As they stop them. On they stop them to fourth and short, and then I think it was a false start. So then Western Kentucky has to punt. It was like all of these things that were going our way. Louisiana tech gets the ball back. And at this point, I've already been invested for another hour. I should have been asleep long before this first play. I think it was uh, interception. Done deal. Rip your heart out. Louisiana tech plus six and a half. They lose by seven. If you defensively, whatever adjustments they made, let's try to make those on the fly next time in the first half, because again, 35 points given up in the first half, zero given up in the second half. So, Friday, my lock of the week, Nebraska plus three and a half. It was twenty to seven, but Nebraska dominated this game. Uh it just turned into a turnover fest, which was I mean, let's see what the total was. It was like I want to say six combined. Yeah. Six combined turnovers, two fumbles for Nebraska on the other side of the 50. They threw a pick. Uh, but they dominated time of possession, uh, 37 minutes to 22 minutes. They ran for 160 yards. They were contr- They only allowed Illinois, which was the big thing. That's what I said. Stop the run and then force them. They're going to have trouble moving the chains if you leave it all on Altmire. Illinois only had 21 rushing yards. So um, pretty much exactly how I saw it going. I would. I, I kind of wanted Nebraska, obviously, to get in the end zone a little bit more. But plus three and a half points, they went out right 20-7. That's an easy lock of the week. Fast forward to Saturday, Red River shootout. Um, was extremely frustrating for us all the way around. We had we were on this game from numerous angles, and we did not hit a single one. I was just on the under 60 and a half. You have an interception by Ewers, a horrible interception on the first drive. Gives Oklahoma the ball basically in the red zone within the first two minutes. Uh, they score. You get points on the board right away. And then Texas... As Oklahoma's punting from the one-yard line, Texas blocks a punt that just falls right into his stomach, uh, almost like Velcro, for an easy touchdown. We still could have and possibly should have hit this under after Texas hit a field goal to go up by three points. We're under the we're under the total by whatever less than a touchdown. Oklahoma marches down and uh, scores a game-winning touchdown. Goes over. Oklahoma covers, uh, and we were on the wrong side of this multiple different ways. North Carolina and Syracuse over 59 and a half. This was an extremely frustrating game for me because I had North Carolina minus eight and a half was the spread. I had it written down. I was going to take it. And for some reason, I overthought it, got cold feet, felt like wrongly felt like the over was the safer side. Um, it wasn't. They dominated Syracuse offensively and defensively. North Carolina, I don't remember what it was. They dropped around 40, I think. Uh 40 to seven. I yeah, think. Syracuse only found the end zone once, right to start the second half. Uh really frustrating. Should have just laid the points with Carolina. They look dominant. Um Michigan minus 19. Michigan's fantastic. Michigan's really, really good. Um they got a pick six on the first drive. Three and out score. Three and out. Like, it was It was a dominant showing from the Wolverines. Um, And then Notre Dame minus six and a half was alarming how little success that they had moving the ball against Louisville, a team that, I mean, really on both sides of the ball, in the trenches, they got bodied by a Louisville team that couldn't do shit against NC State. Time and time again, it was third and short, third and three, third and four, third and five and you've got a loaded box with nine guys and they're trying to run estimate into a loaded box and he's getting stonewalled. What was the point of bringing Sam Hartman in? I thought the point of bringing Sam Hartman in was to have a guy who can move the chains for you, who can put together a game winning drive, who can do everything that you've been lacking basically since Brady Quinn at the quarterback position for the Irish. That was the whole point of bringing him in. And they did not put it in his hands. I don't, I don't know if you watched this one or not, but I don't understand. He doesn't look good when pressured, which that's been his Achilles heel for quite some time. But they had 44 rushing yards. Notre Dame had 44 rushing yards. Louisville had 185. Louisville won the time of possession. Notre Dame was 3 of 13 on third down. They had less than 300 yards total offense. They were 3 of Fifteen on conversions down, conversion downs. If you add in zero for two on fourth down, five turnovers, three picks, two fumbles. They've played a lot of games in succession, big games. So I guess they're worn out and we're getting bullied in the trenches. But I mean, this was a this was a Louisville team that one has guys. The running back Jordan and Thrash, the wide receiver, are electric athletes. But Plummer's not good. This was frustrating. I don't understand why do you go get Sam Hartman if you're not going to let him throw. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised they lost that game. So I go three and four on the week. That brings me to nineteen twenty one and two. We did hit the lock three and four in my locks of the week. Uh, you went four and four.
0: Yeah, we were on a few same bets: L.A. Tech, Nebraska, the Texas, Oklahoma under. I was on Texas minus six. Um. Oklahoma out-coached Texas in this one. That's that's a yep. bit one of the biggest takeaways. Texas turned the ball over three times. Oklahoma didn't have any turnovers. Texas was penalized much more than Oklahoma. Um, the coaching on the defensive side of the ball for Oklahoma, they had some timely pressures and sacks against Texas that kind of stalled and knocked Texas's drives out of rhythm. And it's like when Texas tried to pressure Oklahoma, it was Dylan Gabriel's legs that made the biggest difference. Career high in rushing yards, 113 rushing yards for Dylan Gabriel. It's like if Texas would have been able to find a way to contain Gabriel, they would have won this game, and this game probably would have went under. Yeah. But overall, I wasn't like Texas still had 527 yards of offense, and they didn't play their best game. Like you said, the the pick in the beginning was the worst thing that could have possibly happened for both both bets. Yeah. No. It's as like, soon as he did that, I was. You like, get the kickoff, so then you're kicking in the second half, so you you're basically starting the game seven nothing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. It. it and it was such a bad throw. It was such. It a was bad It was the decision. worst throw. You could tell he he was the like, guy was standing right there. Yeah. Nothing. Lo- and you could tell as he was throwing it though, he's like, ah, shit, and like fucking lolly pops it up there. So. I don't know. Uh, A&M-Alabama, you were on both You were on side and total.
0: Yeah, it was a close game. Alabama ends up pulling away late, winning by six. Um, A&M didn't look too bad. They weren't able to run the ball, have yeah. any success running the ball. Um, it was Milro made a couple big-time throws there at the end that won Alabama the game. Uh, it did go under. It was kind of close, though, because um, – Anaya Smith nearly scored a touchdown. And I think AM had to end up settling for a field goal there at the end, um, down nine. But it's like, obviously, if AM scores a touchdown, then a- the AM bets in, in play there. So it's kind of like a win lose situation for either side of the bet. But uh, 46 total points scored. So we hit the under. That was the lock of the week. Uh, Texas State UL. I felt like it was just a little bit too much points. There was 34 points scored here. Texas State had the ball with 30. It was a 64 points scored. They were driving. They threw a pick. It was a pick six, but the guy barely stepped out of bounds. Yes. Um, yes. And then UL gets the ball, and they're they're trying to score. They get it down to the one. I'm thinking they're about to punch it in, but then they, they, they surrender.
1: Now, yeah, I was watching, and I was like, Oh, you're gonna be so fucking mad! I was like, you were gonna be furious. Well, I was like, what the
0: hell? Like when I was like, by the grace of God, I was thinking Jesus that he stepped out of bounds, and then UL gets the ball, and they're trying to score. I'm like, why are you trying to
1: score? And the, and the quarterback made a great play, and nearly <laughs> yeah. got it in. And yeah, and then they're on the they're on the one yard line. It's you're lucky that Texas State didn't call timeout because they had two. I yeah, think. they
0: had like a um. It seemed like it was a gentleman's agreement, yes, just to let the yes. game be over. And
1: but so if their coach is an mm-hmm. asshole and it's like calling timeouts, then UL probably punches it in. Yeah, and says fuck you. Yeah, no, that was wild. And then, um, wait, so you, it was that one, and then what was the other one? There was something else that happened for you. It was the A and M game. Oh, the under, right, 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 right. Yeah, what is Milrow doing? Did you say I was looking at something? Did you talk about him throwing it on first down? Oh no, I didn't. Because that almost blew it, too. What is he doing? What are you doing?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, you could I tell, didn't even get to that part.
1: You could tell that Saban was asking him exactly what I just said. What are you doing? He clearly, not knowing time and situation in the game, goes up to the line and goes, hmm, they're playing really far off the wide receiver, and they're loading the box. We call the run play. I'm going to audible out and throw it to my receiver. And he fucking throws it four yards short yeah. in the dirt <laughs> and stops the clock. You just have to sit on it, you stupid moron. It's crazy. It's, I, I get it. It's easy when you're sitting at home on the couch and you you have no pressure. You can see time and situation. You don't have all this energy and all this shit going on around you. But good Lord, somebody yell at the kid. Mm-hmm. Kneel it. Like Saban's got to be, dude, pulling his hair out. Uh, and then y'all were both on Georgia minus 14. Yeah, Georgia rolled. I wish I would have been on it because they did roll. And a lot of people felt, not a lot, but there were some sharp people that also thought that Georgia was going to roll. I wish I would have done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> while I was watching it and I was like, Well, it's good that y'all won. I wish I could have won that one too. Um All right, Joseph, you what'd you go? One and three. One and three, your first bad week in first losing week. College football. Yep. Um
2: Yeah. Texas Oklahoma. But you won the
1: lock, so that's most yeah. important. Yeah. Yep. That was Georgia as well?
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, you were on yeah, like I said, everybody was on Texas Oklahoma. Um, y'all were see you've been especially recently, you've been double dipping. A lot of these games. You did as well, but that was the first time you did, right? Yeah. What double dip? Yeah. In college. S- yeah. Side in yeah. total. Um I never won both. <laughs> it, never <goes> good. <laughs> it is fantastic when it does happen uh-huh. though. It's great. Um, uh, just never happens. Um I've or yeah, I've heard it's great. I wouldn't know. Um <laughs> all right, so what was the other one? What was the other
2: Oh, the uh Arkansas Ole Miss Over. Okay, yeah. That one kind of, that one kind of sucked. Cause, looking at it prior to giving out the pick, I was like, okay, Ole Miss or LSU over. I wanted the LSU over. I don't know why I didn't take that one with Missouri. I like Brady Cook and Missouri. Uh, I just picked the wrong one on that one.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah, LSU overs are what? What they oats going over like in their last eleven games or something? Like ten games. No defense, great offense. Jaden Daniels is. Would certainly be in the
2: Heisman conversation, probably still should. Yeah, Um, yeah, no doubt
1: he should. And then you, so you were all your lock was Georgia with Nick, right?
2: Yeah, so that brings my overall to 15 and nine and my locks
1: to three and four. Okay, and Nick, you are 16, 17 and one, four and three in your locks of the week. Um, all right, did y'all power rank the top five? Yeah, Yeah. okay, because I think for college, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can do NFL too, but. I was I think I might have said both. I was more referring to college. Yeah, um, I mean we're talking about college right now. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So. so I'll let you go first. I, I want to see where everyone's at in terms of and for everybody listening. We're gonna give you our power rankings starting at five to one of the best teams in college football. Cause I have some disagreements with this top five. So I'll let you go first. Go five to one. Um I have Texas at five still. What? Yeah.
0: I I think Texas is gonna win the Big Twelve and make the College Football playoffs. So. They cer
1: yeah they certainly can, but at five yeah. Do you have Oklahoma at four? No. <laughs> so you okay? I still think Texas is better
0: than Oklahoma. I, we talked about it. Yeah, the turnover margin was three in favor of Oklahoma. The game was still bare one in the final seconds.
1: Yeah, but we also talked about it and. I felt like Oklahoma just bullied them in the trenches to start. Not bullied them, but were the much more aggressive and and uh, physical team to start the game. That's interesting. That I don't have Oklahoma in my top five, which it looks like they're at five currently. They're not in mine, um, but they dropped Texas all the way down to nine. You got them still in the top. Yeah, five. they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, what's four? Um, Penn State. I like it. I got Penn State at four. Ohio State isn't in my top five. I think Ohio State is frauds. Okay. Um, I have Michigan at three. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Who's two? Florida State. Hmm. And you got Georgia at one. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joseph. What's your five?
2: I got Florida State at five. Um. I, I have Ohio State at four. Although I can somewhat agree with you that they they might be frauds. Uh, I'm not really sold on McCord, uh, and I like I really don't know why I have Ohio State above Florida State. Maybe I'm buying into those rankings a little bit, but I like Travis. I like Trey Benson. I like Florida State. Uh, So I have uh, Florida State at five, Ohio State at four, and then I got Penn State at three. I like them on both sides of the ball, coaching all around, just a good team. James Franklin's a great coach. Um, And then I have Michigan at two. They're good on both – another just all-around good teams. Obviously, these top three are going to be – and then I have Georgia still at one.
1: Okay. Um, I lied. Oklahoma is is actually in my top five. Um, I have Oklahoma at five, which is where they're currently at. Um, I thought I had them at six. I have Penn State at four. I'm surprised. You had them at three? Yeah. You both had them at three? Or you had them at four? Four. Them at four. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, it's no secret where I'm at on Penn State. Um so Oklahoma five, Penn State four, Florida State three, Georgia two, Michigan one. Dude, Michigan is impressing me.
0: Yeah, but they still haven't played. They haven't played anybody. I get it. That's my. That's why anybody I close to
2: anything. Yeah,
1: I get it. But Minnesota they has are been their fucking opponent. bullying people in the trenches, especially they do. They Minnesota stood no chance, yep. no chance, and. They're still like watching the McCarthy's taken a step forward. I think from watching him last year to watching him now, the way he's rolling out of the pocket, dude, he's throwing fucking fantastic balls. Um, Obviously they still have quorum, but offensive line and defensive line looks like a bunch of grown ass men. So I'm super interested. and and I, so have you changed your tune on um, Beck Carson Beck? Um, I don't know. I don't know that Georgia's going to have an advantage in the trenches like we've seen the last two years, in comparison to what Michigan has this year. And I think Michigan has the advantage at quarterback. I think JJ
2: McCarthy's better than back. So is this is this more where we're at, or where you're at right now, or what you think is going to happen as far as? It's where you think the team you know? should be ranked right now. Right now, so so it's I mean, not where they should be
1: ranked, but. Like it's your power strongest. rankings the best teams that you like, like I would say
0: tech, if Texas and Oklahoma played the first second straight week in a row, I think Texas
1: would be favored. Again. Yeah, it's your power rankings of the best five teams.
2: Well, that's why I was gonna say that's why I still I agree with you Nick, I still have Michigan at two is because I just had I, I gotta see it against somebody. I've seen yeah, it yeah, we'll Minnesota, see when they play Ohio State, Penn State, all those games It's just too early for me at least they haven't played
0: anybody. One. I mean Georgia.
2: And they're playing Indiana. The week.
0: SEC just top to bottom on average is gonna is better than the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah,
2: of course, no doubt. No
1: doubt. Um, but like, it, they though- did the same thing to Nebraska, though, which I understand it's Nebraska with Harburg, but still in the trenches. It's what they're doing to these Big Ten teams that are notorious for, yeah, bullying people in the tr- or playing the hard nose in the trenches style of football. I mean, dude, they're just moving people around. I'm really I hope we see Michigan and Georgia. I hope yeah. we see that matchup. Um, but, yeah, no, obviously the level of competition has not been that of Georgia because they're in the SEC. But who's the toughest team? They had to go to, on the road to Auburn, which obviously we know about that. And um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, and then, yeah, a dominant win. That was the first – like they put everything, they put it all together, a complete game. But against it's like Kentucky. the only thing that
0: gave him trouble was the quarterback running for Auburn, which that was no one thought Peyton Thorne could no. run like that. No, no. And then they bring in Ashford. Obviously, Ashford's known for running, but mm-hmm. yeah, I dude, that was a little bit of a surprise. I feel like,
2: like right now, what would you, but
0: then what did Georgia last week? Good
2: neutral site,
1: I would make. I, would, I was going to say neutral site. I would make Michigan a two and a half point favorite. Okay, what That's would what you? I was going to ask. So you have Michigan. You I'm do in, the flip that game. Yeah, yeah, I'd have them favored by two and a half.
0: Yeah, I have Georgia at least by a field goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I.
0: I just feel like. I yeah, don't, they held I, Kentucky fifty-five rushing yards. A team that. Mm-hmm. Rushed yeah, it for well over 300 talked about Yes week prior. But we talked about that
1: yeah. as well, and we didn't think that they were going to do the same as what they did against Florida.
0: No, but that wasn't expected to happen against Florida. That was one of Florida's strengths. No, yeah, strengths. definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: But it was also, what did, what did Davis do? I mean, obviously not much if the entire team got 55, but it was a heroic effort against Ray Davis. I think he had, what, 40? 59 yards. Davis did himself? Yeah, so it's a little skewed because they're taking into account negative 28 yards from Devin Leary. Yeah, yeah. So, Ray Davis had 15 carries for 59 yards, but still, I mean, yeah, well, it's nearly four yards a carry, but not bad. Um, yeah, I hate that shit. I don't. Cause and I, then Oregon would be my my
0: next, next team one out.
2: that I thought about putting in. Uh, above I think Ohio the State. final
0: is going to probably be Georgia, Florida State, Michigan, and Oregon. Okay, the final uh, four.
1: Where do Ohio State Michigan play this week? I mean this year. They play at Michigan. What are yeah. You, what are you tentatively making that line today? Um eight and a half in favor of Michigan. Really? I was gonna say six. It just eight and a half, damn. Who would you take? Michigan. You wouldn't take the points? <laughs> no way, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, all right. Let's get into this slate of games. Like I said, I feel pretty good. I felt good last week, though. Uh, But, I mean, realistically, we were – if Louisiana Tech – Louisiana Tech, we lost by a half point. Oklahoma, Texas, if Texas comes up with a stop there at the end or we don't have that block punt, that under hits. And then UNC Syracuse, eh, if I would have just done what I wanted to do, but ifs and buts. Um, Realistically, though – in those close games, like we talked about, we've yet to have the ball bounce our way. Ball bounces my way in that one. I'm looking at a five and two week, completely yeah, different. Yeah,
0: and then we didn't even mention them. Texas running it on third and nine,
1: and yeah, settling for yes, a forty,
0: yes. whatever yard, nearly fifty yard field goal. Yeah, it's Man. like if Texas is more aggressive, they continue to run clock, and Texas is in position to kick a a game winning field goal with. Little or no time left, oh, not a minute. Before and the final then the under field. hits. Obviously, Texas minus six wouldn't have hit, but that was the dumbest shit ever. Yeah,
2: it was. Before the final field goal, you're saying? It was like,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was third and nine, and they ran it. I was like, are they going to try to yeah, go for it
2: here? Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So we look ahead. Really, we look ahead to tomorrow. There is Wednesday football, Thursday football, Friday, all the way There's
0: games through
1: Saturday. There's games currently going on, uh, which we didn't have any action on. Thought about it, but if we did, we would put out a video on the YouTube page. Um, all right, does anybody have a play for Wednesday? No? Nope. I don't have any plays until Saturday. Really? Hmm. Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not letting you get me with Thursday football again. But I am. <laughs> Thursday's for the NFL. I do have a Wednesday play, though, uh, one that I feel good about. And we're going back to the New Mexico State Aggies. But we're not taking the Aggies. I'm taking Sam Houston State plus four. Um, I actually got it plus four and a half, but there were no four and a available. There is a four available. So I know New Mexico State well. Took them last week. They got the job done. Sam Houston State stinks. Bottom of the barrel in nearly every offensive category. 0-5 on the season, but we're going to back the state of Sam Houston. I think they might even get their first win this year. New Mexico State covered against FIU, but FIU had success moving the ball over 400 yards of offense. If not for a tip ball interception inside the five-yard line, this game would look a whole lot different. Sam Houston State is 0-5, but they've had a tough schedule at BYU. They played Air Force. They were at Houston. They played a quality Jacksonville State team, at least in Conference USA. And then they were on the road against Liberty. An overtime loss to Jacksonville State and 21-16 loss to Liberty. Keegan Shoemaker's bad, but he's played better as of late. Load the box, force Pavia to beat you with his arm. Sam Houston State might come away with their first win, but we're going to take them plus four on the road. The defense is not bad. The offense has been... Figuring out how to move the ball a little bit. Uh, New Mexico State was struggling to move the chains against FIU. That's a bad FIU defense, and it's not a great FIU offense, although Jenkins, the quarterback, looked pretty good. Um, they just fell up short when it mattered most in the red zone. I'm taking Sam Houston State. Um, is it Sam Houston State? It might just be st- no, just Sam Houston. Houston. State. I don't know. It's- yeah, S-H-S-U. Mm-hmm. This says just Sam Houston. Bearcats. I don't know. Regardless. Sam Houston plus four against New Mexico State. I know the Aggies well. I know Jerry Kill well. We're going to get the week started off right. I don't know if I've lost a Wednesday game this year. So
0: there's only been one. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: want to know. I dominate midweek college football. Um. So you have nothing Thursday, Friday? No. What about you?
2: One Friday. Okay.
1: Um. I have two on Friday. Actually, I'll let you. No, you go first.
2: Oh, okay. Um. Uh, this will be one. This will be an interesting one. Let's just say that.
1: Okay.
2: I'm going to Fresno State at Utah State. Friday, 7 o'clock. I am going to take the over 57.5 here. Okay. Um, Utah State, they're coming off a solid 44-22 to 22 win over Colorado State. Uh, it's a team that's averaging 38 points per game per year, but at the same time, they're giving up 32 points per game. Uh, and i understand it's a tough, tougher level of competition than they're used to besides their one game they had against Iowa um, but i expect them to be able to put up the points that they've been putting up lately against a somewhat shaky fresno state defense they've been playing a little bit better as of as of late as well um and fresno state they're coming off of a tough 24 to 19 loss their first one of the season against wyoming which they had a chance to go win the game at the end of it um with logan fife their backup or f- however, you say that, I think it's Fife. I yeah, mean, uh, Fife. Yep, yep. Keen. He rolled. He got his ankle rolled on during a sack. Uh, he tried to push through it. He tr- he wanted to play, which somewhat says he might play this week, but that's still up in the air. But even without him, I personally liked what I saw out of Fife. I know he threw an interception on that touchdown drive to win the game, but that was a tip ball to an open receiver. Uh, either one. That's in there. I expect Tedford to transition easily with Fife in there and Fresno State to do what they do on offense, put up points. And I also see Utah State putting up some points here. So I'm going to take the over 57.5. I thought I was about to get him, like Justin. (laughs) I thought you didn't know Mikey Keen (laughs) got her. No, no. I pay attention to that shit. Um, Everything. I do my research.
1: Yeah, it's still up in the air on if Keen goes. They did an X ray and an MRI. They're apparently doing another X ray, Tedford said. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was on the over. That was the first bet I had uh, before I took it. I scratched it out. I'm just going to take Utah State plus six. I I Utah State's been putting some drives together as of late. They've scored 78 points in the last two games. Fresno defensively uh, statistically is great, but they have really yet to play really any semblance of an offense outside of Purdue. Not saying Utah State is a world beater on offense, but I do think that they're going to put some points up on the board. If Keene's out, I like it even more. Logan Fife has been there. He showed the ability to uh, move the chains a little bit, like when Hayner went down last year. But there's a reason he wasn't the starting quarterback uh, after somebody that had already been in the program. Mikey Keen came in as a transfer and uh, won the job. I think Utah State can keep this one close enough to cover. I do agree with Joseph. I'm expecting Utah State to score points here because even with Fife, I do think Tedford can put some points up on the board. Uh so for Utah State to cover, they're going to have to they're going to have to put some points up on the board as well. So 6 feels like too many. I'm taking Utah State and I am going to hope that Mikey Keene does not play. So Peasley was slinging that fucking thing. Wyoming's quarterback. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. used to only be able to run? Yes. <laughs> He's been slinging it this year. I've watched that game. All right. My other one for Friday is actually the game before Tulane and Memphis. Did you look at this one at all? No. Okay. So both of these teams are fresh off a of bye week. Memphis hasn't had a road game since September 9th. So they're comfortable at home, chilling, not having to go through the struggles of traveling. And I'm going to back them at home here. This line has grown today. Uh, Memphis plus five. The UAB Blazers put up 430 plus yards of offense. And if not for a fumble on the one yard line, they could have been tied in the fourth quarter with Tulane. I think Memphis is going to have success moving the ball, just like UAB did with Zeno. They're going to finish these drives with touchdowns. Um, This is a pretty even matchup in terms of personnel. Obviously, Pratt is the best player. But I think this two-lane defense, UAB showed with some tempo and, and quick passes that you can move the ball on this team. I think we're going to see Hannigan have success through the air. The place is going to be going crazy. You're going to give me five points with Memphis in the biggest game of their season. Um, I'll take Memphis at home on a Friday night, plus five. All right, we look ahead to Saturday. I'll let you go first. It's the biggest game. Oregon-
0: taking on Washington Washington's 3 point favorites the over under is 67 it's the number 1 offense Washington versus the number 4 offense in Oregon it's crazy to think that these quarterbacks are in the Heisman conversation because seems like just a couple seasons ago they Auburn were burning
1: in Indiana
0: pieces of shit <laughs> <laughs> both teams are untested so far this season and both are coming off a bye last year Washington won this game with a late field goal, 37 to 34 in Eugene, Oregon had 592 total yards of offense, 312 came on the ground, but it wasn't enough to stop Washington from winning. Michael Penix had 408 passing yards. Oregon is averaging over a yard per play better this year than Washington on defense. Um, Washington's averaging five yards per play, and Oregon's averaging 3.9. Washington is averaging over a yard per play better than Oregon on offense. They lead the nation averaging 8.7 yards per play. Oregon is averaging 7.5. Like I said before, both of these teams are untested. I see this game going a little bit different than last year. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring, although I'm not on the under here. I just think Oregon's defense steps up big here and slows down Pennix and the high-powered Washington offense. I'm going to take points, and I'm going to take Oregon plus three on the road. I am as well.
1: Pretty much for everything that you touched on, um, I'll just go through everything that I wrote. Uh, Undoubtedly the biggest matchup of the weekend, like you said, you've got over 1,100 combined offensive yards marching in, but if we're being honest, neither team has really played top talent yet. Uh, Oregon's toughest game was on the road against Texas Tech, a game that was 31-30 to with 30 seconds to go. So that does worry me. They get the pick six, uh, make the score look a little different. Uh, If you said otherwise, I I was looking at something, so you could have. Uh, Washington's toughest game. From what I saw, was on the road against Michigan State after Mel Tucker got fired. Um, When you look into it, the things that worry me, the reason why I'm on Oregon, Washington's one of the more penalized teams in the nation, 113th. And then when you look at, obviously, this is going to be two high-powered offenses. Oregon's more balanced. They can lean on the run more. Washington exclusively throws it, and they can't stop you from throwing on them. Oregon's number 8th in the nation in sacks, whereas Washington's only getting – they're 122nd in sacks. They've only gotten to the quarterback six times. We could see some of these drives get halted by Oregon getting into the backfield, putting Penix behind the chains. Um, Washington has the 91st-ranked passing defense, uh, which is obviously not good. You're going to give me a full three points – I understand Washington's at home, so neutral site, you'd be looking at a pick basically. I like Dan Lanning's ability to scheme up a defense that can hopefully maintain this Washington offense, but I'd be surprised if Washington's able to bottle up Oregon's offense, so I'm going to take Oregon plus three.
0: Yeah, I just, to put it plainly, I don't think Penix is deserving of being where he's at as far as like the odds are concerned in, in Heisman betting. Yeah, he's right there behind Caleb Williams. His numbers are pretty good. Yeah, they're good, but you don't win the Heisman in September, of course not.
1: Yeah, and, and but they are same conference, so we're going to see them all play each other, which we're getting a. a and top, then he'll a fall down.
0: Matchup. He'll fall down back to twenty and thirty to one.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Washington's very one dimensional. They're very good at what they do, but you need to run it a little bit. You got to have balance or it makes life hard. And if that's all you're going to do is throw and you get into kind of long, down and distance situations and the defensive line can kind of pin their ears back, Oregon showed the ability to get in the backfield. Eighth in the nation in sacks. Washington is not really posing much of a threat at getting to the quarterback. Bo Nix is mobile. I like Bucky Irving. They've got weapons on the outside and I like the defense. So, and I like Dan Lanning. So, yeah, yeah Bucky Irving over seven yards per carry last year in this matchup. Yeah. And Oregon lost this matchup last time pretty decisively, if I remember correctly. Um, so they're going to remember that. They're going to have a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah, mind. it was close. Was it? A field goal, yeah. Okay. Um, did What was the score? Was it high scoring? 37-34. Okay. I just remember Washington have success um, moving the ball. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, you go right there. This was a three-point game last year. Oregon's better than they were last year. Um and you're going to give me three points. I understand. We're going on the road, but not really that worried about it. I like this play. Yeah, a lot. this was the game that knocked Oregon out of the college football yes. playoff contention. Okay. Are you on this one, Joseph? No. Okay. Uh, what is your first one for Saturday then?
2: Me. Yeah. Arizona at Washington State. Okay. I'm going to go back to my team last year that I liked a lot. I'm going to take Wazoo minus eight and a half after a tough loss. Um, last week, I think this is a good spot for Cam Ward and Washington State offense to bounce back after he threw two picks last week against a a very tough UCLA defense. Um, I understand this matchup is, is a little bit tougher than you would think, especially with what Arizona did offensively against USC. But, I mean, how much stock do we put in that USC defense we've seen? Colorado, what they did to them. And then uh, Arizona takes them to three overtimes, and Noah Fafita played extremely well through five touchdowns. Although I think that Washington State's defense has taken a step back from what I saw last year, I still see them coming up at home with a big player or two in this game, helping them cover the eight-and-a-half point spread.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's – I mean, Arizona's on a second-row game in a row. You're just coming off a third – Triple overtime loss, heartbreaking loss to a top 10 team in the country. Yeah. Uh, so definitely could be a letdown spot. But we talked about Arizona on the look ahead, right? That's what I said. Arizona's not that bad. Uh-uh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if they're up for this one and, and are in a dogfight with uh, – I mean, really all their games have been pretty close when you look at it. Um, yeah, even against Washington, right? Yeah, 31-24 to 24, Mississippi State. They lost in overtime on the road. They beat Stanford by one on the road. Stanford stinks. Um, so, but yeah, no, I mean, triple overtime against a, and, and a heartbreaking loss on the road against USC. Now you got to go turn around and go to Pullman. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good luck. I'm not on it, but it, I'd be hard pressed to take Arizona there. Um, Miami, North Carolina. Let's talk about it. We slightly touched on it. Um, are you on it? Yeah. Interesting. The question is, are we going to have a game this year where we're on opposite sides? Because it's yet to happen. (laughs) And again, everybody listening, we don't predetermine what we're taking. At least we don't talk about it. Uh, I write my shit down, he writes his shit down, we come to the table. And in the years past, it was really just last year and this year. Before that, I mean, we were on opposite sides often. All right, I'll go first. Obviously, Miami just lost in brutal fashion. We just saw it, Mario Cristobal... Honestly, to make things right, he should allow every player on the team to punch him in the head one time, uh, and then you can call it even. But they could be demoralized. I don't really think so. I Listening to Van Dyke, all of that, they're not out of it. That's the good thing about this year. A one-loss team will certainly get in. Uh, you're going to have a lot of one-loss teams. It's It's a weird year in college football. It's pretty much wide open. I'm going to take Miami plus four. I think the offense is high powered enough to go toe-to-toe with North Carolina. I think defensively they can throw some things at May to make life a little bit more difficult. North Carolina's moving the chains at a very high rate, so that worries me. Um, but what Miami was able to do against Texas A&M was impressive. And I'm not a I'm just I'm not there yet on North North Carolina to shy away from taking four points with Miami. Um if at the very least you rally the troops and you do it just to kind of say, fuck Crystal Ball, we don't need him. Yeah. You're taking North Carolina, aren't you?
0: No. Um <laughs> well, you say it. Yeah. I the thing that scare me from taking Miami is what happened last week, I guess. You know? Go if on. they would have
1: done what they were supposed to do won that game, it, this would be an easy, That's what's easy crazy position too. to take Miami. That's what's crazy though. One play. One play completely changes the outlook. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I don't know. What do you – so what? Go ahead.
0: Um, You have two offenses that averaging over 500 yards per game. North Carolina's defense has improved this year. Miami's offensive tack is more balanced than they were last year. They have some good young running backs. Van Dyke is improved for Miami. I think Miami puts up a fight here, but I also think there's no stopping Drake May. He threw two picks in last year's game, a game that they ended up winning by three points. 27 24 but i'm gonna go ahead and shoot at the over here over 57 points
1: okay yeah no he's good dude he <laughs> i watched him firsthand dice up syracuse uh, a team that was getting in the backfield at a pretty high rate didn't have much success against north carolina he is certainly good he's mobile too um he will take some shots though needs to probably start sliding a little bit more um all right, I have one more and then my lock. How many do you? I uh, just have my lock. What about you? As do I. All right, I'll do my one more. Iowa, Wisconsin. This has potential to be one of the most unwatchable games of the weekend, but I actually do think Wisconsin's going to be able to put some points on the board. Against a solid Rutgers defense, we saw Wisconsin flirt with nearly – or. 400 yards of offense, uh, they ran for over 200 yards and moved the chains better than 50%. If not for two fumbles, one inside of Rutgers' 10-yard line when they were going in a score, and the other inside their own 20, resulting in an easy Rutgers score. This score is not – it's completely different, and it looks more dominant for Wisconsin. McNamara's hurt. I was going with Deacon Hill. He stinks. he I mean, their quarterbacks always stink. It's Iowa. The offense is bad. Uh, they played Purdue, whose defense is horrible. We saw that firsthand. He had a quarterback rating of two. He completed six passes, and none of them went to a wide receiver. Five went to the tight end, Eric All. one to the running back. I'm going to lay nine and a half with Wisconsin. Mordecai's not bad. It's not spectacular, but he's not bad. They can run the ball. I don't see a path to Iowa finding the end zone because they have no quarterback play. Purdue has no rushing defense, so they could hand the ball off with, with ease. You're not going to be able to do that against Wisconsin. You're going to have to put the ball in the air to put some points on the board. They're not going to be able to do that. I'm taking Wisconsin minus nine and a half. And all I have left is my lock. Did you look at this one at all? Um, I kind of looked at it. It's a low total for nearly a double digit spread. Yeah. So 36 and a half is the total. I don't, I mean, if Iowa gets in the end zone once, I'm probably fucked. Yeah. I don't see it though it's going to have to be some bullshit. So, all right. Let's see. All right. Time for our best bets of the week.
2: It's a lot, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But
1: it's a lot. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They
0: need,
3: come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. You're a bad motherfucker. next year, I will grab your fucking
1: nuts. And tell the world somebody is sniffing my fuckin' nuts after me. Cause I ain't got time to fuck around no more. Alright, we had a clean sweep on our locks of the week last week. We're gonna try to do the same thing again. for my lock in college football, I'm going to Cincinnati versus Iowa State. I'll get right to it. I'm taking Cincinnati minus five. This is a Bearcats team that can move the ball. The issue is scoring it and protecting it. We saw them against BYU put up nearly 500 yards of offense, nearly 250 rushing yards. They were nine of 18 on third down. I'm betting on Cincinnati to start cashing in some of these drives for touchdowns instead of field goals. Iowa State offensively is not good. 124th in the nation on third down, 31%. Cincinnati's 34th. They're moving the chains at a 45% rate. Iowa State has only found themselves in the red zone 12 times to Cincinnati's 21. Look, they're getting in the position to score. The scoreboard's just not representing it with the yards and and the success they're having offensively. I think it changes this week. This Iowa State team's not good offensively. Their defense is okay. They have a decent red zone defense. I still think Cincinnati's going to put points up on the board in bunches. Give me Cincinnati minus five is my lock of the week.
0: I almost took that.
1: You did the Justin, dude. No, like I,
0: I didn't almost take it. I almost took it. You know what I mean? All right. What is your lock of the week? I'm going to Texas A&M at Tennessee. Tennessee is three and a half point favorites. The over under is 55 and a half. You have two opposites here. It kind of makes for an interesting matchup. You have Tennessee that likes to move quickly. Number three in the nation in seconds per play. Texas A&M moves much slower. They rank number 70 in seconds per play. Even though Texas A&M struggled running last week, I think that they can find success against Tennessee, who let Florida run it for 43 times and let Florida average 4.3 yards per rush. I think A&M controls the pace here. I don't believe Joe Milton can take advantage of the Texas A&M defense. Texas A&M, I mean, Tennessee is only having success on 29% of passing downs, and Texas A&M's defense is only only allowing a 20% success rate on passing downs, so... I'm going to go ahead and take the Aggies again. Um, Texas A&M plus three and a half is my lock of the week.
1: All right, I have a confession. I have that bet placed right now. I had it right there. I scratched it out. I don't know why, because I just start. I'm, I'm fucking second-guessing things. <laughs> But that bet is in. I have it placed. I feel well, like you
0: got to take it. Then. All right.
1: Then, yeah, I'm on Texas A&M plus three and a half as well.
0: All right. I'll take Cincinnati minus.
1: Three. There you go. I mean, this is just <laughs> how things happen. This happens organically. This is going to be a good week. Joseph, what is your lock of the week?
2: I'm going a different uh, game here. I'm going to the UCLA at Oregon State Saturday night, 7 o'clock. I'm going to the under 54 and a half. Uh, you got two top fifteen rush defenses here. I think this game can be somewhat similar. You know, the end result might not might not be the same, but I think it could be similar to that Oregon State Utah game you and I mm-hmm. were on a couple weeks ago, in which we both were on the under and it hit um, pretty handedly. It was twenty one to seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a much lower total in that game. I understand that, but I think the same concept applies here. You got UCLA. Uh, Second best in the country, stopping the run, giving up only 1.89 yards per rush. I think that bodes well to slow down Uh, Oregon State and Damian Martinez in this rushing attack. They're Oregon State coming off a 52-point performance against Cal. Uh, So they're obviously capable of putting up a lot of points, but I think this is a much, much better defense here in UCLA. So I'm going to go ahead and take the under 54-and-a-half.
1: I like it. You might have some rain in the forecast as well.
2: I, Beautiful. I um
0: forgot to give a bet. Oh God! I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, I don't
1: know what that means either. I don't know if that's I don't ever. Know if I should give it an or no. Well, now you kind of have to, I guess.
0: Go ahead. I I missed it. Kansas State at Texas Tech. Texas Tech one or one and a half point favorites. Um, Will Howard couldn't have played worse last week against Oklahoma State. He was fifteen for thirty four hundred fifty four yards one touchdown and three interceptions i think lubbock is a hard place to bounce back um to have your bounce back performance bren bren morgan is that how you say it um <laughs> isn't playing bad and tyler shucks absent it's, and the running game is helping him. i'm gonna go ahead and just take texas tech minus one
1: okay yeah i like texas tech's defense and, and yeah, i agree that is a tough spot to bounce back. Um, Six o'clock night game. They're going to be going crazy. The defense is good. All right. Let's recap because I always forget to do the recap. Um, All righty. Let's see. Wednesday, I am taking Sam Houston State, maybe. I don't know. I think it's just Sam Houston. (laughs) I thought it was Sam Houston State. All <laughs> in sure here, it just says Sam Houston.
2: <laughs> Look at us. And Sam
1: Houston is definitely not a state. No. Um, Sam Houston State plus four, Utah State plus six, Memphis plus five, Oregon plus three, which is going to be an incredible game. Miami plus four. Do it for a. Uh, do it for Mario. A and M plus three and a half. Wisconsin minus nine and a half. And my lock of the week is the Cincinnati Bearcats minus five. I'm going Cincinnati minus
0: five, Oregon plus three, Texas A&M plus three and a half is my lock of the week, and then I'm taking Texas Tech minus one.
1: Okay. chosen.
2: Friday night, I'm going Fresno State, Utah State over 57 and a half. Uh, Saturday night, Arizona at Washington State. I'm going to take Wazoo minus eight and a half here, and for my lock of the week, UCLA at Oregon State. I'm going to go under 54 and a half.
1: All right, there you go. That is our best bets for college football. I'm telling you all right now, I got a funny feeling about this week. I think I said that last week, and I might have said that every week this year. But when you have a – I mean, it was meant to be. I could show you the bet right now. I have A&M. I, I don't know why. I scratched it out like 10 times. I don't know. Something told me to do it, and then something even more told me that I need to take it if it's your lock of the week. I ripped up the Saints ticket. Everything's coming together. So the ball is about to start bouncing our way. Um, I feel good. We're going to look ahead to this week's NFL slate. Uh, First, we'll do the recap. Much like college football, this could have been a much better week for me. Uh, Two and three. We hit the over 44.5 in Chicago, Washington on Thursday. That's now three straight Thursday winners. I notoriously dominated Thursday in the early years of this podcast. Obviously, I fell off a little bit from that category, but three in a row trying to make it forward this week. Bills minus five and a half across the pond. Never really had a chance. Jaguars look good. we talked about it for quite a while, how much jet lag with the bills experience compared to how much of an advantage is Jacksonville going to have already being over there for two weeks. So um, it was a weird game. Bills had their opportunities, just uh, credit to Jacksonville. I guess Cowboys plus four on Sunday night. I don't really have much to say other than the Cowboys are frauds. So the Cowboys are frauds. They are what they are every single year. This just it's, They have all the pieces, you think, on paper, and then I understand Diggs got hurt and blah, blah, blah. The Cowboys stink. The Cowboys always are going to stink. It's just what it's meant to be. Um, Domination from the 49ers was a bad pick. My lock of the week were the Colts in a pick 'em. Anthony Richardson looks great, goes down, gets hurt. Out of the game, in comes Gardner Minshew to get the job done. They pay Jonathan Taylor all that money, but it's Zach Moss putting us on his back and carrying us to the promised land. And then the Vikings, plus five and a half. I saved this one for last as opposed to my lock of the week because the fucking NFL. The NFL wants the Chiefs to win. There's no two ways about it. We were watching this one, and then we watched the first half, and then you had to go. Um, I watched the second half back at the house. It You cannot convince me that the NFL doesn't want the Chiefs to win. It doesn't mean, I've always said from day one, I've said you cannot rig a game, but you can influence a game, definitely. The play when Travis Kelsey, who got hurt and then came back, they throw it up to him to the right sideline, and he catches it, but he gets hit, and it does move. Tony Romo can suck my dick. The laces move, and then when he hits the ground, the ball fucking, the laces completely almost rotate. The ball moves, and the DB simultaneously takes it from him, rips it out of his hands. Tony Romo and Jim Nance were so quick to be like, "Oh, he's down. He caught that for so long." They literally said it, like exactly like that. He, I mean, he had he secured that catch for far far too long. They go and review it. They they call it a completed catch. I don't understand how, if it's not a pick, how it's still a completed catch. You have to control it through the ground. He didn't. I wish I. You will have to look at a replay. That was one thing. Should have been an interception for the Vikings. Then you have a phantom. P.I. call on Harrison Smith that would have gave the Vikings the ball back inside the number, but results in a, in a Chiefs touchdown. Then you have to end the game, which it would have been kind of ticky tack but he was grabbing him, a pass interference on Jordan Addison, on the DB Garden Jordan Addison. They throw the flag on LeJarrius Sneed, and then they talk about it, and they pick up the flag. And then Sneed takes his helmet off, which they got D.J. Moore for, at the end, remember when he caught the deep ball touchdown against Carolina or against Atlanta? Missed the PAT. Yeah, and they end up missing. They, they penalized him 15 yards. Um, so my point being, for all these Chiefs fans, I understand it was not going to give – if they throw the flag on him taking his helmet off, it's not going to give the ball to the Vikings. But it is going to be 15 yards for the subsequent – for the next drive for the Chiefs. It was fourth down? I think so, yeah. Okay. But that's not my point. My point is, he takes his helmet off, and the referee tells him, put your helmet back on. You don't get to fucking tell him, put your helmet back on. It's a flag. So my argument is not, oh, the fucking Vikings should have had the ball. My argument is that it is clearly a penalty that the referee knew and acknowledged and told him, gave him the option, basically gave him a free pass, put your helmet back on, or we're going to have to throw it. And we know fucking Taylor Swift's here, so we can't throw it on you because the league doesn't want us to. The NFL wants the Chiefs to win. Clearly. Mahomes is the poster child. Travis Kelsey's now magically on 17 different commercials. They're blasting him and Taylor Swift all over. You you can't tell me that that's not It's a flag. They flagged DJ Moore. It cost them that game. It cost him probably the best play of his career because they didn't win off of it. Yeah. It's not, and he wasn't even in the field to play, and they still threw it. They technically shouldn't have thrown it. He caught the touchdown and was out of the field to play. If we're going back to DJ Moore, Legarius Sneed's right there, takes his helmet off in the field to play, looking right at the ref, and he says, "Put your helmet back on." You don't get to tell him that unless you fucking don't want to penalize him. And then Alex Madison's a fat piece of shit, and they throw a they throw a screen pass that is wide open. There's like one defender with three linemen. Mm-hmm.
2: Touchdown.
1: Guaranteed touchdown. touchdown. And he drops it. Yep. Fuck the Vikings, but also, dude, the Vikings were the right side. I would bet that 10 out of 10 times again. At plus five and a half, we got incredible fucking closing line value because it goes to three and a half or even three in some places. The Vikings were the right side. This game was tremendously frustrating. Um, then, then Justin Jefferson gets hurt with a hamstring.
0: Yeah, yeah two of the biggest movers. Uh Were the Vikings and then the Colts? Yeah, the Colts were plus two and a half. Yes, both of those. Yeah, the line movement lost. Yep, yep. So even my mom knows uh, if the Chiefs win now. Oh yeah, yeah. She goes, she goes (laughs) goes, that that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelse. That's what she calls (laughs) Kelse. They make a they make a good team. Like she called, she was talking to on a phone. I was like, I wish I could have this recorded right now because this is the funniest
2: shit ever. Nick's looking at his fantasy team like they sure you're do damn right do. they do, mom. Yeah, that's they why sure I drafted do. him.
1: Yeah, no, you can't convince me that the NFL does not want the Chiefs to win, which that's not rocket science. But you can't blatantly, you can't in plain
2: sight pull the strings, dude. So, I, I can go either way on the catch. I can see where you're coming from. I can kind of see why it'd be a catch too, but like you just touched on, all fans want to see is some consistency from the refs, and I'm not even on that game, and I'm thinking to myself, and I know it wouldn't have affected maybe the outcome or not, the uh, taking the helmet off, but I just I'm thinking to myself, what what bullshit is this? The dude clearly. They even say it. Who are the announcers? Romo and uh. Yeah, Romo whatever. and Jim Nance. Romo, Romo's it. been fucking
1: sucking Patrick they Mahomes off for quite some time. They slow mo on
2: the ref while he's saying, "Put your helmet back on." And they say it. He's telling him to put it. They said he should have been flagged. I know it doesn't affect because it's it, still the game would have went the way it went even with that. But flag. that wasn't
1: the final drive though. It it does affect. It, well, they, the kickoff.
2: No, they. If it was fourth down, no, because yeah, that they was still had the pass interference, right?
1: No, well, they, no, yeah, they huddle up and they say, yeah. never mind, no pass interference. And then, and then, so regardless, if it was fourth down, I don't remember the, the exact down. It yeah. could have been third. If it was fourth, oh, yeah, Irv Smith fucking fumbles on the first drive, literally the first no, play, uh, actually. Uh Josh Oliver. Yeah, whatever. Same yeah. fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and
2: he missed a catch that could have been a touchdown as well down the yeah. sideline.
1: Yeah, the Vikings were the right side. But yeah, no, there's, you don't get, that's not a, like up to your discretion no. of, should the, should I throw the flag here? Well, he didn't really mean it. No, you throw the fucking flag. He took his helmet off. Yeah. It's it's not up for debate. So
2: just the fact that they slow moed in and zoomed in on him saying that, and they don't call the flag is incredible.
1: Yeah, is this the play? I might have found it. I did find it. Let's see.
2: Okay. See, I'm on. I, I could understand what you're saying, but I could also understand a catch.
1: I don't understand how you can understand a catch he's on the ground. Give me your thoughts. I'll rewind it for you for everybody listening and not watching. I'm showing Nick uh, Travis Kelsey's
2: look at maybe I would I would need the rule. Look at how quick that is.
1: And when you show the replay, the ball is moving. You have to control the review display. Yes. But you have to control the ball through the ground. Correct. Yeah. So you have to control the ball through the ground, which if it's not, I don't understand. I don't understand because when they show it, the ball is moving. And do you see how quick it transfers from his hands to the DB's hands? As they're hitting the ground, it goes into his hands. I'll show you. Yeah, sur-
0: no, I know what you're saying. It is kind of like um a tricky, though, like a tricky to call. Well, I would have to see it in slow motion, too. That's,
2: yeah, you, you need to see it in slow motion.
0: I just don't understand. Because, like,
2: if he was touched
0: with possession, One more then time. he's down. You know what I'm saying? One more time.
1: This was but like- the ball is moving. So if the ball comes out, is it incomplete? If it hits the ground, is it incomplete? Yes. If that ball is rolling on the ground, they're calling that incomplete. He didn't control it through the ground.
2: Yeah. You yeah, get what I'm saying? So.
1: Except it fucking went into his hands. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's a pick. That's fucking huge because they're down three points, and, and they, later they go on to score on that drive. I I just don't understand. That was a bang-bang play when you watch it in live. But then when you slow it down, they did. They zoomed in and slowed it down. The laces are moving. And his hand comes off of it a little bit as he hits, and the ball moves. But simultaneously, he hits the ground, and then it transfers into the DB's hand. If he just were to swipe it out of his hands, there's no way they're calling that a catch. There's no way. That was so fast, it's the Des Bryant thing. It's You have to control the ball through the ground. Mm -hmm. He didn't. But it was hilarious. Immediately, Romo and Nance are like, they caught it. He caught it. He caught it. They kept fucking saying it. Yeah. I just don't get it. That's, I don't understand how, I think that's a a certainty. If he he transfers it over and then he drops it and it's on the ground, they're calling it incomplete. I think that's fair to say without question. That would be an incomplete pass. So what's the difference that he fucking wound up with it? It should have been an interception for the Vikings. I don't, I thought 100% as soon as I saw it, that's a pick. So, I mean, you just add that to the list. They, they wanted they wanted all that shit to fucking... That You can't rig a game, but you can influence a game. And they certainly did. And they have against the Jets. And they've done it since fucking Taylor Swift waddled her way into the fucking suites. So I'm over it. And I wouldn't even bet this Thursday game because I don't want to touch a fucking game with the Chiefs until further notice. So, but... Got to do what you got to do. Uh, Two and three for me brings me to 10 and 12. Two and three in my locks of the week. Uh, You went four and one. A a fantastic bounce back week.
0: Yeah. Bears, commanders, thanks to you. Um, I probably would have went with the uh, commanders. Went over by a mile. But I didn't listen to Joseph. I listened to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bills, minus five and a half. We talked about it. I was also on the Bills, Jags, under 48 and a half, like, this was looking great, like all unders look great until the very end when yep. everybody decides to start scoring. Yep. Um, but it won. Colts in a pick 'em. Baltimore Pittsburgh under thirty eight and a half, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um. Kind of like I said with those defense, that defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. But we escaped. Yep. So you go four and one, you hit your lock in the week. That bring lock of the week that brings you to eleven and seven, two and three in your locks of the week. Uh, Joseph, you had a positive week, correct? Yeah. Is so it your first?
2: Um, second, second in a row. Second
1: you. in a row yeah. after losing the Thursday game.
2: Yeah, Thursdays I suck, man.
1: But I'm saying you started off with a loss and yeah. still ended with a a positive week. Why
2: yeah. don't you just take what we take? Yeah, 200. I don't know if you've
1: noticed, but we've won three in a row.
2: I'm four and one this year. Oh, you mean just switch up everything I have? Probably. Minute. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah, and then y'all give me shit for it live well, while we're doing it. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you but know it. Is. Be a winner. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, um, commanders. Uh, yeah, that happened. Um, Saints, Pats. Under if any points were scored by the Patriots, that probably doesn't hit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you nailed then, it. Yeah, nailed it. That's what I call it. 34 nothing, I think. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we touched on the lock that Nick and I shared yep. under thirty eight and a half.
1: So again, clean sweep on our locks of the week. Uh that is never a bad thing, no matter what. So we will turn our attention to this week's NFL slate. And I have a lot of games. But, like I said, that Vikings game against the Chiefs pissed me off, man. I wouldn't touch the Chiefs unless you're going in favor of them. I wouldn't touch the Chiefs for the foreseeable future. But here I am taking the to. motherfucking Broncos plus 10 and a half on primetime. Bronco country, let's ride. Sean Payton is the laughing stock of the league. Russell Wilson's actually not playing that bad, but goddamn, the Broncos defense sucks. Sean Payton sucks. But I'm taking the Broncos. I don't even want to hear y'all take the Chiefs because I already know. I I so I was just that's why I'm just getting it out of the way. I'm taking the Broncos plus ten and a half and I'm going four wins in a row on a Thursday night. You scratching something out over there? What you scratching? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's pulling a are,
2: are you taking the Chiefs? I don't know what I'm taking. What you choosing? Oh, to take? dude, come on, bro, take them. If you're gonna take them, you did it. I last don't know. Week.
0: I didn't scratch anything out. Well, it turns out you my should my have mind. taken
2: them last week when I said don't, or I didn't say don't, but you. <laughs> Nick waits till you go to make his Thursday night picks. He doesn't have a Thursday night. No, pick I
0: always. Now have one he remembers he remembers
2: one. the early years of this
1: show when i used to dominate thursday but those days were behind me but now we're back this is one of those prime time it's a 47 and a half that they're expecting either the chiefs to fucking run it up on them or the broncos are going to go toe-to-toe and i think we see the latter yeah russell I'm- wilson's not playing that bad hmm. let's give jerry judy the ball uh they've got speed on the outside Chiefs defense is good, but like I said, I I mean, let, don't get it twisted. The Vikings defense is fucking terrible. They had multiple drives. The Chiefs had multiple drives extended due to penalties that weren't really penalties. Uh, it should have been a turnover, in my opinion, like the play we just broke down for quite a while. They only scored 27 on the Vikings. I'm not saying that's a, a fucking walk in the park, but the Vikings defense is bad, really bad. In comes the Broncos defense, who is bad, really bad. But, um, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't know. This is the toughest one. You're taking Broncos? No, I'm going to take the under forty-nine.
1: I see. See, that's That's what I was
2: saying. At approximately, I thought you were talking about college. One thirty, I believe it was at forty-nine. Okay. Um, You tell me under. I, God, it's tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'll, um, I will take under 47 and a half. Got a little bit of weather in this game. You can have a 48. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I'm going to take you under. It's a time divisional matchup. Uh, You already touched on it. Denver's in shambles. Sean Payton's on the sidelines screaming his ass off at Russell Wilson. Um, I think Denver's going to struggle offensively. I uh, know that doesn't bode well for your, your plus 10, but you, you can think on whatever it. you want, Joseph. I've you touched on it three They're, Thursdays in their, a row. Their defense, the Chiefs defense, Chris Jones and company, I think they'll create havoc in the backfield. Uh, there's a 72% chance of rain, scattered thunderstorms and uh, 24 mile an hour wind in the forecast. I think points would be hard to come by here. Which would make it
1: more difficult to cover a double digit spread. Yes. Um, yeah. Except <laughs> <laughs>
0: do it. No, everybody talks about the Chiefs performing below expectations, but they still rank seventh in total offense in the NFL. The Broncos defense ranks 32nd, one of the worst defenses of all time, (laughs) giving up 450 (laughs) yards per game.
1: 470, I see here. Yeah. So take them.
0: I, if I were were to bet the spread, I would lay 10 and a half with the Chiefs.
1: And you were good. But I'm
0: going to take the Broncos team total under 18 and <laughs> a half here. Chiefs defense, ninth
1: in, in the NFL. It is. No, it is good. That's like we were talking about. It's a given. Like, oh, Chiefs, good offense. fantastic offense. Um, this is a new look. I mean, they got McDuffie. They got Snead on the outside. They've got um, – Bolton at linebacker who's been banged up. I don't know if he's gonna play. He is questionable. Uh, but they've gotten guys, Karloftis on the on the they've they've drafted well on the defensive side of the ball, obviously knowing that Patrick Mahomes is a fucking superstar and you pair him with Kelsey, then you can put bombs around him and still put points on the board. But Chris Jones, I mean, they've they've got they've got some talent on that defense and it's definitely I mean, they're only giving up three hundred and sixteen yards a game. So I'm going to take the Broncos, plus ten and a half. You just wonder where they're at, you know. The Broncos? Yeah. What are they But say? Russell Wilson quietly is not playing that bad. He's got over 1,200 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, two picks. Remember, he was turning the ball over like crazy last year. Not so much this year. Um, he's got more touchdowns and less interceptions than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Take that. But they are opposite in records. Oh, of course. Yeah, because the Broncos defense gave up seventy points. I'm taking the Broncos. I gotta go. I I, I owe I'm it. Taking them to just the team total under. Okay, <laughs> you're taking them to not score. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't touch this game with a ten foot fucking pole if if it wasn't Thursday. But people want Thursday winners, so that's what we're here to do. Um and there is a there is a path to where we all win. Cause if their team total goes under, the game probably goes under. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. Your fantasy team's fucked, but we all three win. Yeah, it could be 24-14. Yeah. Come on. With especially with if the weather does come to fruition. A lot of wind, a lot of rain, it's got a bad calf. Kelsey's got a bad calf as well. Could be a bad week for your fantasy team.
2: Four to 14, you'd push, right? 38. I got and 10 and, and, and a half. Oh, 10 and a half.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 27-17, um, I don't know. All right, we look ahead to Sunday. Let's see. I'll go right off the bat. I'm going to take the Chargers and Cowboys over 50. Chargers off a bye. They're getting Eckler back. I understand Justin Herbert's got the broken finger. As far as I can tell, I mean, he's just going to go with what he did in the last game, probably with the glove over it. Cowboys, uh, I mean, got it. There's question marks going on over there in that locker room, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's time to put some points up on the board. Uh, I'm hoping we can do it here. I typically lean over whenever you go into uh, Charger Stadium on that turf field, perfect weather. Um, I get it's the quasi Dome, open dome, whatever points are scored on that field. I'm taking the over fifty. Um it's a Monday night game too. Chargers coming off a bye. That's what I said. Eckler probably back. Chargers probably win this game. Two point underdogs. You think the Cowboys are going three and three?
0: I mean, who knows, dude? Dax probably doesn't <laughs> even know
1: anything now. <laughs> He's, like, He's questioning everything. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, you'd have to imagine he probably is. Yeah, he probably went home and ate thirteen cans of Campbell's soup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's definitely some doubt creeping in for sure. Uh, C.D. Lamb said he wanted the ball. Jerry Jones was like, "I don't know that we need to do that." He said, "I think we need to spread it around." It's like, no, why don't you just get him the fucking football? <laughs> get your best players the ball. It's not fucking rocket science. Um, how many total do you have before you lock? Um. Obviously, we already gave the Thursday. I got two more, I think. Jesus Christ. I've got one maybe, but two, three, four, five, six more. Jesus. i
2: lot. got the London.
0: I got the London game because that's what I'd do. Oh, yeah? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ravens minus four versus the Titans. Titans just gave up 193 rushing yards to uh, the Colts and Zach Moss. Um, I'm taking Ravens minus four.
1: Do you agree? Um, I'm not touching that one, but yeah, that's the side I would certainly lean. I don't think the Titans are good. I think if you stop the run with my new fantasy running back, uh, Tannehill stinks. He's got two touchdowns, five picks. They become very unable to – I mean, just throw it up to Hopkins. He's the only one who can move the chains for you, but they don't have any – yeah, that's the side I would lean. I'm not going to take it. Um, You don't want to watch football early? I do want to watch football early, but I will be able to now because I have a new fantasy running back. Um. But, yeah, that's true. Oh, you don't that's to, very true. You don't want to root, root against them? <laughs> <laughs> <game yet>. no. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, all Um. right. How many total do you have before you lock, Joseph? Uh, three more. Patriots, Raiders. Is anybody touching it?
2: No.
1: I'm taking the Raiders minus three at home. I think the Patriots are a dumpster fire. Offensively, uh Max Crosby's gonna fuck Mac Jones right in his ass. So if he's even the starter at this point. Offensively, they can't do anything. Raiders, let's get the let's get Josh Jacobs the ball. Good God. He can't do he's having a horrendous season uh so far, but they've got weapons on the offensive side of the ball. This is the rematch for Jacoby Myers, who is now on the Raiders, was on the Patriots through that fucking stupid. Yeah. Reverse hail mary to Chandler Jones to win the game. I'm taking the Raiders minus three at home. I think the Patriots are terrible.
0: Yeah, Josh, what's his name? Daniels
2: or is it McDaniels? Josh McDaniels, playing his old team. So. And yep. then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah,
1: yep. Jimmy yep. This is a reunion of uh, on on multiple different multiple different fronts. I'm taking the Raiders minus three. Uh, which you have just your lock left. Uh, I have one more than my lock. Okay, you can go ahead, Joseph.
2: Uh, I'm going This is a weather week Um, I'm going to take The Browns Plus five and a half Huh No I'm not pulling To Justin I know about Deshaun Watson God bless your heart He's not playing He's questionable questionable. Still
1: I'd be shocked Huh Yeah Somebody's lock of the week is the Browns (laughs)
2: he acts like he didn't know I'd be shocked (laughs) (laughs) the public is all over San Francisco from what I've seen so far Uh, to me the spread being where it's at indicates that the odds makers think that Watson's going to play I'm going to take a chance here and say that he plays uh, because San Francisco has beaten their opponents on average this year by 20 points if he wasn't playing, I don't know why the spread would be five and a half. Uh, there's weather here; maybe that plays into it as well. Seventy-four uh, percent chance of rain and upwards of twenty mile per hour winds in the forecast here. I hope he plays. <laughs> That's definitely why it
1: plays into it. Well, yeah. But the totals thirty-seven I and still, a half.
2: I still think it'd be a bigger spread if if Watson wasn't going to play. I still think it'd be closer to it'd be an eight and a half nine point spread. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with the total that low. Uh, it's harder to make a big spread. I mean, I, I get that. I mean, this is going to be a
1: defensive battle, and
2: this is going to be a run-the-ball type yeah. of game. Um, I think this will be the closest San Francisco game this year. To date? or for the, No, no, this year. Like, at, at yeah, all? Yeah,
0: it would be because they haven't
1: lost a game. Exactly. I
0: mean, won a game by anything less than a touchdown. Exactly.
1: Yeah, as I'm saying, you're saying to date, or this is the closest game they'll play all season?
2: No, no, to date. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Is this your one more before you lock? Yeah. Is it? Yeah,
0: but, fucking trying to check the rain now. Yeah, fucking yeah. There's rain. I didn't the check phone. the rain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is a weather. This is a weather week, dude. There, there's that. weather all throughout the Midwest. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Come on, man.
2: You're supposed to be the guy. No, I'm supposed to be the newbie. Oh shit. <laughs> Hey, check, check the resume. Check the, records. I knew check it was the resume, coming. buddy. <laughs> a guy with a resume like you should know the weather. Oh, shit. Oh Okay.
1: All right. It's getting uncomfortable. All
0: right, I knew what I was doing.
1: Um, <laughs> Seahawks,
0: Bengals. Bengals are three point favorites. The over unders, 45 and a half. Seattle has the 30th ranked pass defense in the NFL. Cincinnati. Wait, is this your lock? No. I
1: thought you said you had one more and then your lock. You just said your one more was the Browns.
0: No, I didn't take the Browns.
1: I thought you were insinuating you were okay. Okay, go ahead. What part of I just said I, said? I said, "Is this your one more before your lock?" Meaning the Browns? And you said, "Yeah." And then you went proceeded to look oh, into the weather. Meant,
0: <laughs> I thought you meant
1: <laughs> no, the one I'm about to
0: get. I got get. you. I got you. Go uh, ahead. Seattle has the 30th ranked pass defense in the NFL. Cincinnati has the 31st ranked rush defense in the NFL. I think both of these offenses are capable of taking advantage of each other's defensive weaknesses. So I'm going Seattle, Cincinnati over 45 and a half points.
1: Okay. I'm actually on the Bengals minus three at home. This back-to-back road games for Seattle. Uh, Joe Burrow remembered that he needs to throw Jamar Chase the football. Bengals defense has not played well this year. I can certainly understand why you're on the over. I hope they play better this week. Not too much better for your over, but better enough to cover the three-point spread. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. I am also going to take the Bears, plus two and a half. I think the Vikings might be in fire sale mode here Um, sooner rather than later. If they go one and five, what are you doing? You're done. Kirk Cousins is only getting older. You trade him. You you stockpile picks um, and draft capital. But then I worry with the Bears, too, because the Bears currently have the first and second pick in the NFL draft. How much do the Bears want to continue to win, you know? Yeah. Which way would you lean?
0: Um, I wouldn't touch it. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> one in
1: four, this is a toilet bowl. What would you say? One in four versus one in oh, four, it's said, a fucking to- toilet bowl. They're fighting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, no Justin Jefferson. We finally saw the Bears put something together. The only reason, like Justin Fields is not going to want to tank because then he's going to have to fucking move and buy a new house. Because they're going to get Caleb Williams. Justin Fields is going to go out there. He's going to do what he needs to do. The Vikings stink. Their defense is horrible. Kirk Cousins is going to be on a different team within the next three weeks. So give me the Bears plus two and a half at home.
2: I am also going to take... What? No, I thought he was laughing. (laughs) I am. I uh... (laughs) am. Wait, what? I'm on the Vikings minus two and a half.
1: Okay. I love the sound of that. That's fine. (laughs) I love the sound of that. Give me your reasoning why. Um... You just watched the Bears drop a fucking 40-piece on your Commanders.
2: Yeah. I switched a couple times, and this ain't going to lie to you. That means nothing to me. I was on uh, the under. Okay. There's a 50% chance of rain. That doesn't mean that much. It's expected to lighten up by game time. Uh, There are another game with, like I said, it's a weather week. with North of 20-mile-an-hour winds here. I think that bodes better for Cousins. He can sling the rock. And uh, Fields has looked like he can, but I, I got to see it a little bit more. Uh, even without JJ this week, uh, I still like how Addison looked last week. You did? Against Jordan Addison? Oh, I'm thinking Madison. No, no. Jordan Addison. I thought he looked really good. Um, they still got Hawkinson, uh, and-, and they still got weapons. I still think they get it done here, even on the road. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they've kind of. Got a shit bag defense. Their defense is bad.
1: Their defense is really, really bad. I think if there is weather in the forecast, I think that bodes better for the Bears. I understand Khalil Herbert's hurt. I like Roshan Johnson a lot, and I like Fields' ability to run. So Kirk Cousins is going to be a sitting duck back there. Alex Madison has averaged less than three yards a carry, basically, for the entirety of the season, and they don't have anybody else behind him. You take away your best offensive weapon in Justin Jefferson. I understand I do like Addison a lot. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. He's still a rookie. Osborne's not good. Um, if the Bears don't want to lose this game, then they'll win. That's what it boils down to. If the Bears want to win this game, they will. If they want Caleb Williams, they'll lose. I think Kirk Cousins will be on a different football team within three weeks. Give me the Bears getting points at home. Weather game, no weather game, doesn't matter. They're fired up. You saw Eberflus; He had them ready to run through a brick wall after that win over uh, the Commanders. I am also going to take... Um. The Jaguars minus four and a half, at home taking on the Colts. I'm sorry, minus four. Taking on the Colts. Um. Anthony Richardson's not going to play. Manchumania coming in against his former team. Um. It doesn't really worry me. I, I, I. He he came in, did a good job to maintain the victory. Jaguars are playing well as of late. Finally, we're getting ETN going. Finally managed to score the ball in the red zone. Colts' defense is good, but I don't see Minshew coming in and uh, having a heroic effort in this one. Why are you smirking? <laughs> no, just, Y'all are doing a lot of smirking today.
0: I just think. A lot
1: of smirking and laughing. Not even about what you're saying. Well, what are you thinking about? Nothing. You're clearly thinking about something funny. My luck. We like to laugh. Um, is anybody on the Commanders and Falcons? No. No. I thought about it. I'm not gonna do it. I thought about taking the commanders, but um yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Cause really their defense Falcons offense is not good. I understand Ritter kind of got it going last week. It was against the Texans.
2: What what is it? Two and a half. Like Falcons are favorites, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh I'm not gonna do it though. Falcons are three and zero at home. They won every game at home.
2: Um all I have left is my lock. Me too. I got one more. Go ahead. And no, it's not just because we're going to be there. Um, I'm taking the Saints, minus one and a half. Um, Maybe it is a little bit because we're going to be there. Um, We are not going to lose three years in a row going to the Saints game. It's not going to happen. This is the year we change it. Uh, Our defense absolutely balled out last week. Um, I'll say Stroud has looked good, and their defense has improved a little bit with with D'Amico Ryan as a head coach. But Stroud's
1: look fantastic.
2: Yeah, he's looked good, but I see more of what we did on defense this week with the rookie quarterback. I like the Saints here at minus one and a half. Yeah, Stroud's got fourteen hundred passing yards, seven touchdowns, no picks. It's a record.
1: Yeah, our defense is really good. It is good, but Texans really are good. playing uh really good. Much better than expected. Uh you have just your lock.
0: How many picks we got? More than he's got touchdowns? Six picks? What? Same defense. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Six yeah. or seven. Yeah.
2: Eight.
1: Yeah, probably. I don't know. Something like that. Um, All you Good have point. left is your lock? Yeah. Do you want to go first?
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Best bets of the week.
2: It's a lock,
1: Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need. Come on.
3: Come on. No! When they win, they go fucking crazy.
0: I'm going to the toilet bowl. The Bears, the Bears, the Bears. I'll give you one chance to retract.
2: I'll give you one chance to Hell retract no. right Hell now. Fuck no. we don't need them.
0: 10 to 20 mile an hour wins. You know they call it the Windy City. <laughs> and they don't call it the Windy City for nothing. The Bears win big at home. The Bears turn this season around. The Bears are going
1: to win this
3: division. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> That's right, I
1: forgot. Let's go. He's sleeping, dude. He's sleeping. Come on. The division, huh? My lock of the week is the Saints, minus one and a half. Um actually, no, I'm sorry, minus one. Minus one. Okay, minus one. My lock of the week is the Saints, minus one. Uh, like I said, Stroud set a record of uh, most completions without an interception to start your career. I do think that ends today. I think this week. I think we're gonna get an interception off of them. You have to win this game if you're the Saints. The Texans have overachieved far past their expectations for this season. D'Amico Ryans is a good defensive coach. He might be able to throw something at us. That, that, Like I said, I could it be because we're going to the game? I really don't think so. Uh, I think this is a game that you have to win if you're Dennis Allen. You finally got some points on the board against the Patriots, 34 to nothing. The Texans have overachieved. They just played the Falcons down to the wire, and, and realistically, I mean, they, they lost the game there late. I'm taking the Saints. We got to get it. Like Alvin Kamara said, we have too many weapons on the offensive side of the ball to not put points on the board. With the defense that we have, C.J. Stroud looks spectacular to start his career. This is going to be his toughest test to date. Saints minus one is my lock of the week, and I do not often bet on the Saints these days. So, To recap, Thursday I'm taking the Broncos plus 10.5. Cowboys Chargers over 50 taking the Raiders minus three, the Jaguars minus four and a half, the Bears plus two and a half, the Bengals minus three, and my lock of the week is the New Orleans Saints minus one.
0: I'm on the Broncos team total under 18 and a half points. I'm on the Ravens minus four. Seattle, Cincinnati over 45 and a half points.
1: And then for my lock of the week, the Bears plus two and a half. You gave him the opportunity to switch. He didn't take you up on it
2: just want to get y'all once, that's all. Okay. Well, you can keep fucking dreaming. Um, I didn't give out my lock. What? You oh. Went, you went into the recap. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's fine. I think- I'll give it out real quick. Go ahead. Uh, I'll do a recap and then give it out real quick. No, give it out, then recap. Give it out, then recap? Yeah. Um, my lock of the week is the Cowboys Chargers over 50 and a half. Um, <laughs> every time I take the same pick as one of y'all. There's only so many games, guys. I can't laugh at every single one. (laughs) Uh, You already touched on it. Dak looked terrible against San Francisco. I don't see that again. This is a good spot for him and this offense to bounce back against a weaker Chargers defense. And I like the Chargers to put up points in this one coming off of a bye being well-rested. So for me, to recap... Thursday night, I'm going under 48, Broncos and Chiefs. Uh, I'm going plus five and a half for the Browns. Vikings minus two and a half, Saints minus one. And my lock is, like I just said, over 50 and a half, Cowboys, Chargers.
1: You have had back to back positive weeks. You just had an unprecedented. Unprecedented. Unprecedented.
2: unprecedented. Yeah. Okay. Relax.
1: Relax. Help you. <laughs> no, let, me do, help it. let me do it now? on my own. I was, in, I was in the mixed. the midst. I can't talk because I'm, I'm about to say you started like 1-12. So we're gun shy when you follow our picks, but you have had back-to-back positive weeks. So if we make it three in a row, then that means we probably all had a decent week. I have a lot of picks this week. Does
2: um, it mean I'm back? No, no, no. Not, <laughs> not, no stretch? No, 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 no.
1: What's your overall record currently? Who, me?
2: Yeah. 6-14. Uh, you'd have to sweep
1: the board and then you're still not back. Still um, but no, yeah, I mean.
0: There's no way he sweeps.
1: That's true. Because he bet against
0: the Bears <laughs> In the Windy
1: City. I mean, if yeah, we're going, mean, if we're come going, on, if come on, dude. If we're go, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. It's if obvious. we're going around the table, though, I went five and one, you went four and one, he would be due, but I think it skips one, comes back to oh, me. come so. on, bro. Let me
2: have one. <laughs> Good week
1: for me. Uh, there you go. That is our best bets in the NFL. Like we said, we are going to be on the road this weekend uh, oh. in Houston. What?
2: Did, y'all, did you want to do the power rankings or uh... Nah, fuck it.
1: Unless we want to. That
2: was more or less for
1: yeah, college. Yeah. I, I mean, three. I did them. Go ahead. Let me hear it. Um, Real, quick. Real quick. I am interested I who... got
3: the
0: Chiefs at five. Okay. okay. Dolphins at four. The Detroit Lions are at three.
1: Really? In my power mm-hmm. rankings. Yeah. They got a tough matchup this week. Think they lose? I think it's funny. I want to see it. I think they play better at home than on the road. Yeah. Yeah, it um, Eagles, number two,
0: and then clearly the Niners. Yeah. yeah.
1: let's. Let, I'll say this. If the if the Lions do go on the road and decisively beat – if they beat them at all, but if they decisively beat the Buccaneers, I think they're worthy of that third spot. That's an impressive win for sure. Defense looks great. Offense looks good. So, uh, Joseph, what is yours?
2: Uh, I got the Bills at five, the Detroit Lions at four, the Chiefs at three, and I think all of our top two is going to be the same, Eagles and then 49ers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even do it, if I'm being
1: completely honest. I told you all to do it. I didn't do it myself. I I was more or less referring to college football, but I did say both. Um, Yeah, no, I would – obviously the top two, you're going to be Eagles and Niners. Um, Where would you put the Bengals currently?
0: I don't know. You know, that's one of the things when I was looking at the records, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of teams that are good teams, but they're 3-2 and or Mm -hmm. 2-3, and and you just can't. Yeah, it's early for Put sure. any of those teams right now above teams with only one loss.
1: So it's definitely early for sure. The team that has impressed me probably more than any other team is the Rams. I thought the Rams are yeah. going to be horrible again. The Rams are competitive in just about every game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Stafford's not lighting it up. By any means five touchdowns, five picks, but you look at Philly, um, which Philly pulled away there at the end, but the overtime went on the road against the Colts, a, um, uh, on the road in Cincinnati, only a three-point loss, seven-point loss to the Niners, and a road win in Seattle, a dominant road win. The Rams have looked impressive, um, above my expectations for sure. But there you go. That is our best bets in the NFL uh, and college football. It's going to be a good week. I said it last week. I mean it this week. Last week I didn't. This week I do. Um, take Thursday with a grain of salt, at least on my end. But We'll see what we can do. we got football every day until Monday and really every day for the next month. So, got anything to say before we go? Uh, go Saints. Who that? Episode 166 is in the books. Again, hit subscribe everywhere. It helps us out. It's very quick and easy, and it goes a long way for us. Um, this is going to be a good week. Anytime you have whatever just happened between me and Nick on our college football locks, that's a good sign. Joseph's going to regret not taking the Bears in the Windy City when it's pretty windy. So, uh, we'll refer back to this next week. Y'all have a good one. Who that? long enough you never
0: change the stakes the house takes you unless when that perfect hand comes along you bet big and then you take the house I've been practicing this a little bit did I rush it felt like I rose good I liked it